morning, everyone. This is Table for Two with Yemi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am so excited to be in my own house. Today is going to be our Shabbos Project Challah Bake Week right here in Long Island. And I'm going to be joined by my amazing Five Towns foodie friends. And we hope that you will join us baking challah for this amazing Shabbos Project weekend. I don't know if you've already been to challah bakes, but we thought we would do one for Table for Two like we did last year right here in Woodmere. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food. Yeah, they all know the lineup. <laughs> I love, you know, I love shopping for food, cooking food, eating, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. I'm a cookbook author. I remember to add that in this time. I always forget to add that in. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube channel on the Nachum Siegel Net, all the outlets. So, uh, but let this make a conversation. Anything you want to share or that you've made, email me, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. I love hearing from everyone. And thank you for everyone who posts and tags me on Facebook when they've made something from my book or they've heard something from my show. So, thanks very much. It has been an incredible couple of weeks. Um, so, I'm very glad to be. Um, back in the studio. Uh, well, the studio is now my house and I'm joined by my amazing friends. In fact, my parents are here in the studio audience. Uh, Miriam and Jack Steen from Sydney, Australia are joining us right here in Woodmere today. So um, I've, got, I've got Naomi Ross, as I said, uh, Elisha Tates. Uh, you can uh, follow them on their uh, platforms as well. We're going to be talking to everyone. Uh, that's what she made. And Kayla Kay, the most unbelievable challah baker. <laughs> In the five towns and beyond. Um, everyone here is an amazing cook and baker and everyone in the uh, in our audience also cooks and bakes and we love hearing and sharing from everyone. But, um, you know, I'd like to talk to Naomi Ross. Uh, we have known each other very a long time. We both moved to Woodmere about the same time. Is, is the, it's, it's on? It's good? Okay. Is it good? We, I think we both moved here around the same time, right? You know what? This month, it's 13 years I've been in Woodmere. Okay, so I'm here a little bit longer. I'm 14 years, so. I didn't realize it was just, I didn't realize you had just moved that, at that time. Yeah, yeah. A little, I think this past Shavuos was 14 years. Wow. So. It, it, it's weird when all of a sudden, like, you realize you've watched all your neighbor's kids growing up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you've gone to their kids' bar mitzvahs and then weddings. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's, it's been a long ride. It's been we, a long ride. We, we, we met at the JCC when you had started the program. The culinary school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Way back when. That's how I, one of the first things I did was the culinary school, the, the JCC here in the five towns. And then, you know, everything. The rest is history. <laughs> but yeah. So Naomi does. Why don't you tell everyone what you do? So um, my name is Naomi Ross. Uh, my... Yay. Uh, my website is koshercookingconcepts.com. I also am a personnel chef, but um, primarily I do cook instruct instruction. I teach lots of cooking classes. I do a lot of um, cooking education with kids, with adults, all different, um, even special needs. Um, oh, that's so amazing that it, you do that. It's I really cool. I, I only just started doing that this past year, but it's been really rewarding. Where, where have you been doing that? Um, I have a private client that I that I teach that is very um, very special needs in terms of. It's actually a little bit even a, for, a foray for me into changing how I think about teaching because I have to focus on her like OT issues and things like that that she can and can't do. Um, this past year I had a really cool opportunity to teach uh, 
deaf children at a school for the deaf. It's 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 Naomi, it's that's cool. amazing. It's, it's cool. It's, I love it's, that. It's, it's been like a whole different experience. And I, I used to mostly just teach like adults and I would say young marrieds. I started off by teaching new callas. That's how I started. Right. That's right. how I started. I remember. My, my whole start into teaching cooking classes, which really started me off, was that I started a course called Cooking for Callas. And it was a whole course just basically teaching new new brides how to manage their kitchens baking and cooking basics you started that off in boston right in boston way, way before any of the yeah, other cookbooks yeah, and, came I, and, out and, about. and i tried to bring a lot of different like nice torah ideas into it and some nice hashgraphic ideas into it um and then from there we all get our starts and then it starts going so I, I do a lot of teaching still and i teach for the kosher culinary center in brooklyn as well as privately we love avram wiseman and his team over there and we did a show from it's, culinary it's, school it's 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 been very very fun for me and then my other hat as you know is um a food writer i do a lot of food writing i write regularly for a lot of years for bina magazine joy of kosher magazine um and on my own blog so Naomi's a great writer. It's I can talk and talk and talk, but I cannot write. And Naomi's a really talented writer. <laughs> well, that, that's good because I can't talk and talk, but I can write. So yeah, so we all, that's <laughs> why we, the two Naomi's we fit together. <laughs> okay, so Naomi, talk, let's as we you know, you know, talk about teaching and baking, and so teach us about baking. Teach us about challah. Why and how did this become a woman's mitzvah? It's really amazing to see, like, the. I should say it's been a, almost like a resurrected mitzvah in some ways. If you would have spoken to any of our mothers, like, 25, I should say probably 30 years ago, right? No one's mother was making challah. Everyone bought from the bakery. Right. My mother's an amazing cook. Yeah. She's an unbelievable cook and baker. But it but wasn't a thing. We bought our it, challah. It, right. wasn't, it wasn't a thing. And I feel like... There's been, you know, there are always, it wasn't like a new, it's not a new mitzvah. We've had this mitzvah for a long time, but I feel like in the past, say, 10 to 15 years, there's been this resurgence of excitement about making challah and doing the mitzvah of challah, and there's a lot of good reasons for it. You know, there's, um, challah is one of the three mitzvahs connected to women, um, we on friday night you know after kabbalat shabbat in shul like when you're when you're in shul there are there's a mishnah that is quoted that says that there are three mitzvot that are associated with uh, with women for which actually if a woman is so so careless um with its observance it could actually result in childlessness um so it's it's pretty that's it's pretty, pretty serious that's, that's pretty, pretty serious strong stuff. um and I don't just mean, oh, she forgot, but really the Mishnah means someone who really, really casts it away. Um, but that's chala, nida, meaning the laws of family purity, and um, lighting Shabbos candles. So those three mitzvot are uniquely tied to women, and they all, in their own way, create what we call an eight ratzon, um, like a an opportune time for spiritual connecting and for prayer with with God. So challah in particular, um, you know, this is a process that combines the physical development of food with connecting back to the creator. Um, so there's a lot, there's so much, so much written and a lot, I've learned a lot about it over the years as I've taught challah classes and gone to challah workshops. Um, but there is an idea that you know there's an idea that challah was 
the first complex food, right? That they call challah, um, that Adam was called challah of the world, that God created man, um, and he was like the first challah. The dough boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's the dough boy. Adam, the original dough boy. Move over, Pillsbury. <laughs> So I like, make a joke like that. <laughs> you know, God created and formed him out of out of the earth, and 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 in the same way, we're shaping our chala. What does this really mean, though? Right. So for us, what we take from it is that there, at the time that God God created man, right. So bef- before the sin of chava. Um, before the downfall of man, so to speak, which was on day <laughs> always they day blame, eight of always, creation always, or something, right? And ever since, it's always everything's been blamed on the woman. Ever since, yeah, um, it's always the mother's fault. That's it, what I always it, say, right? It's, it's always, it's always, it's the, always the mother's fault. Yeah. So you know, before that, man subsisted on simplex foods, right? After, after this, the the chait. So Hashem said, it's not enough, right? All of a sudden, He cast. Adam, he casted he cast man out of the garden, and he said, "That's not enough. You're gonna now, you know, work by the sweat of your brow, and you have to harp and reap, um, you know, your food. You have to plant in the land, and you have to reap the harvest, and it's work, okay? And that's and you're gonna create a food that is no longer simplex. You're gonna you're going to create a food that's complex, and it's not. It has to be a food that you can subsist on. That's not just physical in nature, but that's also spiritual in nature." And how and what is that food? That food is going to be bread, right? They're called bread, the staff of life. That bread's going to be challah. What's challah? It's a complex food that man can subsist on spiritually and physically. Why? Because he has to partner with God ah. in order to create it, right? It's not enough to grow the wheat. You, you grow the wheat, you got wheat berries. In order to make challah, you have to not only... Re- raise that wheat and harvest it and you know then you have to grind it into flour you have to develop it into a complex entity into a bread right but one more step than that you have to depend on god you have to build your amuna you have to build bitachon what is amuna and bitachon it's faith it's a dependence it's an understanding that everything that is coming into my home that sustenance is really coming from god and so we, when we take challah, what are we doing? When we do the mitzvah of hafrashat challah, hafrashat challah is tithing a piece of challah. And that is not a new mitzvah. That is directly from the, the Torah, the, from meaning the chamisha chumshe Torah from the five books. We see in parashat shlach, it says that we should tithe a piece of the dough for the kohanim, right, for the priests in the temple. So is that where the braiding came from? Uh, I'll get to the oh, get jumping to the, the gun, eh? yeah. jumping You gotta the wait. Gun. You gotta wait. <laughs> so, so when we get this mitzvah, what is effectively the mitzvah, right? When we take challah now, what do we do with it? We take challah. We take a portion of the dough. We make a blessing. We separate it, and we say this would have been for the kohanim in the temple, but since we don't have the temple anymore, we burn it and we get rid of it. But essentially, what are we doing? We're saying we're taking a portion of our sustenance that we depended so greatly on God for, and we're giving it back to him. So we learned from, there's a sefer called the Sefer Ohel Rachel. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful explanation in there about the essence of challah and any kind of a tithe is the idea of giving reshit, right? It says bereshit in the beginning, right? right what is the reshit? Right. A reshit is 
is the firsts. It's the first. So when we take when we take challah, what we do is we take a piece of the first outpouring, the first shefa, the first outpouring of blessing that comes into our home, and we then someone's got a phone that's, that's something vibrating. Sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> I put it on vibrate, but it's still going. No, it has to go on airplane mode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so when we when when we take what is challah? When we take the tithe of challah, we're taking that first outpouring of sustenance in our home, and we're saying, mm-hmm. "I'm giving it back to God." And what does that do? What it does is it opens up the channels of more blessing to flow into your home. That's why the navi's um, was a was a was a Yechezkel. The navi Yechezkel says. One who keeps the laws of tithing challah will merit blessing to rest on your home. How do you merit blessing resting on your home? Here I finally got some something to eat. I had to work so hard. I finally got it in my house. Now I'm giving it away. Right. So he says, if you're willing to understand that where your sustenance, where your blessing is coming from, and, and you're willing to, ex- to accept that and to say, to take a piece of it and say, I'm giving it back to you, Hashem. Hashem is going to open up the floodgates. And he's going to say, you're going to have more blessing in your home. Amen. So that is really the essence of why it's such a special mitzvah. Why specifically for women, right? Because it is in some ways mitzakin. It's repairing the chet that Chava, that Eve did in the Garden of Eden. Amazing. In that way. So when you, when you understand all these different parts... Why is it an eight ratzon, right? Why is it a time, a very like sublime, um, auspicious time? Yeah. So it's because if you use that time to tap into tefillah, into into praying. So when I put my hands into my dough, I use it as a time for prayer, right? And then you're taking that special time for a mitzvah and you're using it as an opportunity to to connect to God. So really when we're kneading our dough, we should be thinking about... Kneading the dough is actually the best time to pray because we. What's kneading? Lisha. What is lisha? The word lisha in Hebrew. Where does it come from? Lashon language. Oh, okay, so beautiful. that's the time. This is why we have. <laughs> that's the time that you want to really put your tefillos in. Amazing, so. Naomi. I have been making challah for so many years, and I've spoken with so many people. But this is like a whole completely different, right? So never pe- heard pe- this pe- before. People always ask me. That was beautiful, right? And beautiful. we're all bakers here. People always ask me if I use a magic mill or if I use, you know, if I hand knead my, my challah. And so I always tell people, do whatever's easier for you. You can, it's the same mitzvah. Because you're saying, you're still getting the bracha of Rosh Hashanah. You're still doing the bracha of Rosh Hashanah if you're using, you know, flour, right? You're still able to do the mitzvah. But personally... I always do it by hand. Why? Do, why? Because it gives me extra time to, to, to get into it. So I actually just started last Shabbos Chala project week. I started doing it by hand a lot more. Um, and um, It's a good arm it, workout yeah, also. Yeah, it's a good arm workout. I just yeah, your upper, like for, it's a little bit more strength. spiritual than like pushing a machine and watching it all come together. But it's still amazing if you do it. Do it. And I would say I do it 50, 50% of the time. Sometimes I just don't want to ship it from upstairs, my machine. But but it's I really I really got into my recipe that we're gonna do now. You're gonna see we're gonna make it by hand. But this is the one that I w- I do fifty to sixty percent of the time with my machine, and I bake challah just about every week. When I can't bake challah because something's going on, I actually buy it from Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to chime in that I used to make all of my challah by hand. 
and when you get to the point where you're making well, you've 10 got business. or 15 or 20 <laughs> batches of dough, I did switch to a machine. So, right. Is there a machine that you would recommend just to... Um, I use the Bosch. Um, it has held up very, very well for me. And um, Sweetheart, I, you're going to need a Hobart soon. Yes, I so am, I, I think. Those I am big, pretty sure machines. I'm going to need... The ones that, that stand, stand on yep. oh, I'm, I'm getting ready. I, it's <laughs> time to move out of my I little home kitchen. I floors <laughs> for that. Um, I use a Magic Mill. It's made by Electra. I got mine at Sterling Electronics here on Central Avenue. I'm sure that they sell it in all the um, houseware stores, I would imagine. Um, it has a big capacity, which is why it's great for um, for doing a full recipe that you can do the mitzvah of challah with because like a KitchenAid, even if you get the largest, you know, like the five or the six quart size of a KitchenAid, it's not really big enough to accommodate right. that amount of flour. Right. But the Magic Mill and, and, the, um, Bosch. and the Bosch yeah, are. That's why I switched to yeah. the, the Bosch. Kitchen Click, <laughs> right. The Kitchen Click, I think, sells them also. Um, your local, you can probably buy them on Amazon as well, but yeah. it's always something great to have. And making challah, number one, it's cheaper to make challah yourself. All this is about $7 to make six challahs, and it's sometimes 5 to $7 for one challah. So sure. you can make yourself, um, you know, save yourself some money, and you get to do the mitzvah. So, girls, we ready to bake some challah? All right. Always so, ready. Yeah, this is very exciting. I like this part. Let's just talk to Alicia. She, she, she's, she's just excited that she only has one batch to make. <laughs> exactly. Just one. Just and one this week. Joining us at the table, my mother's who's visiting us. No no camera for my mum. She's too shy. <laughs> but, mum, you can speak up uh, into the microphone. So, hi, mum. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. In, in America. Do you hear her Australian accent? Do you guys think she sounds Australian? Yeah. Yeah. Of okay, course. there you go, Mum. <laughs> My mum actually lived in I'm Israel. I'm actually I'm Israeli, so but I've lived in Australia most of my life. So yeah, so Mum, Mum is here and she's going to join us. Ellie Sheva, tell me about your little bit quickly about your your business and your your Instagram. You have so much fun with it. I I have a blast with my Instagram. It makes it so easy to like. It's instant, right? Instagram, you take a picture, you post it. Um, it's really not my full time. I work full time. I have three kids. Um, she but just it's, had a baby. She looks amazing. I did just seven <laughs> weeks. Yay. Seven weeks. So this is fun getting out. Still, still out from work. But um, I love writing. I love writing about food. I have been obsessed with food my whole life. Like since I'm like seven, making my lunches. Um, I was always that kid that had like the fancy lunches and got made fun of but <laughs> now it's the cool thing you know the little kid my daughter is seven she asked me for sushi I'm like no you're seven you can't bring sushi to lunch so we're you know each raising I sent sushi with my kid once <laughs> for lunch <laughs> my kid would eat sushi for lunch right so we're raising you know the next generation of foodies, foodies. yeah um but yeah no I just you know I started a blog when I was in grad school and then I had a baby and it was 2009 2010 um, it was like hard to keep up with everything and that's why when Instagram came along it was like instant, instant gratification you take it you post it um, I just love I love you know I've done you know dinners for people um, dinners for people I've done you know constantly um, back and forth on Instagram also like questions from people and um, trying to instruct people trying to get people to be like not afraid to get into the kitchen not afraid of experimenting and everyone's always so how exactly you know measurements and kind of break that stigma that cooking is like this science right. I mean baking is more of a science right. I, Kayla right. I, think, I don't I love Kay to bake 
Um, baking is more of a science. Baking is much yeah. more scientific. Yeah. So, so I love, you know, experimenting and, you know, trying to get people to get in the kitchen because takeout's great. I love takeout. I do it all the time. Yeah, we love takeout to eat. But, <laughs> you know, cooking. and getting your kids, really, like, since I've had kids, getting your kids into the kitchen, my daughter loves to help. Um, she'll eat something more, you know, more frequently if she helps me make me make it. No, I think and that's just, a big thing with kids. Yeah. Um, is getting them it's getting them cooking and baking and yeah. and, and um that, we had Shannon on the show last week. The Instagram is con- the giveaway is still going. Yeah. Okay. Please um keep entering for the and giveaway. She has a picture of her son in it. It's daughter. Uh, her daughter, sorry. Daughter. Yeah. So cute. Billy. She was here. So cute. She was she? actually did the color bake oh, with us right here in the house. Last did she bring it? And she bought Billy. She was so cute. She was like, I was holding her in the middle of the show. It was great. But we're still doing our our giveaway and, and, you know, we've... She's amazing. She's wonderful. And and she's she's taught us a lot about baking. The baking, I just just got it. And it's like, I don't love to bake, but she breaks it down. And even, you know, no, I went to your chalabik in Halb. At Halb. And also just breaking it down for everyone who might not necessarily have made challah before and just kind of like simplifying things that people think are so difficult. Yeah, people. Um, it was, it she, was very she, nice. But she does such a great job of. It's like babka seems so complicated. Bread, like good bread making techniques with her very very accessible recipes. Yeah, accessible recipes. That's yeah. the word that we love to use. Yeah. Accessible recipes. Yeah. So if you are interested in winning a copy of the book, you have to email me Naomi at nachansiegel.com. That's all you have to do. If you want, you can follow Naomi Nachman and Shannon. But um, redo things. Yeah, like you can use the challah for other stuff. That's what I love that repurposing old challah. That's a great tip. <laughs> Everyone always has leftover challah. It's always French toast. So she has other, other options Red besides beans. her French toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Ellie Sheva. All right, Kayla. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. We have tried before to like see when you're not working I so know. we can get together to do a show. It's and so same with Ellie Sheva. <laughs> you're on maternity leave. Your boss lets you switch days. It's a win-win <laughs> for the Nakam Siegel Network here. Amazing. And my mum even got to be here as well. So that Perfect. was great. Perfect. How's it going? Oh, it has been a long few weeks. Right. <laughs> how many how many colors did you make? Do you know? Did you keep track? Okay. Rosh Hashanah was right around 300. 300 challahs. So could you say first days in Sukkot and second days in Sukkot? Yeah, first days of So I only baked before first days of Sukkot. Um, I didn't bake between, like during Cholomoe just because... Kids are home, blah, blah, blah. It's too complicated. <laughs> um, and there weren't a lot of days and I have to work. I, I work Monday through Wednesday. So that's this is my second job or okay. my first job. The other yeah. job maybe is yes. my second job, whatever. Um, so I only baked before first days, but I still had roughly a, around 300, maybe a little more for Sukkot also. So split between two days that I baked, Thursday and Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was an intense, it was intense. And prepping the whole week before, you know, all okay. that fun stuff. Okay. Excellent. And it's not just baking. You have to buy the ingredients and then you have to right. do the dishes after. Yeah. A lot like of washing dishes. Washing these bowls. I hate washing out the dough bowl. bowls. I will not well, wash it out until I've soaked it. Yes. Oh, I, so- yeah, I soak everything. Can we just everything. talk about a tip? Do you have a tip for us all? You know, we're telling everyone to make your own challah. But it's so messy and like what tips do you have for sharing to clean up and the um, counters or this? So for sure soak everything. When I'm done baking, so I my kitchen is just covered in flour. I've got 20 batches of dough that I've just made and, and it's, you know, it's messy. Um, I take all of my, I take my big mixing bowl, I take my 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 Bosch bowl, the mix, mixing bowl, and I, you know, take all the pieces out and I dump everything in the big bowl and I soak it in hot water and everything just like, 
peels off. peels off and with you know come back to the sink a half hour later after you wipe down the counters and wipe down the flour and then everything just washes really easy or if you have a dishwasher that you can put it in that throw is in the dishwasher. I actually want great, mine out throwing the dishwasher I do find that even in the dishwasher because it's dough it like you want to soak it first and just rinse off the really sticky parts and um oh, but yeah soaking it is is the best the best option um all right. And lots of Clorox wipes to clean down all the flour off your walls <laughs> and your counter. That's yeah, yeah. Yourself <laughs> true, <yourself>. true. <laughs> all right. So um, Naomi and I are going to start leading off the baking. I'm going to present Naomi with a table for two apron. Ooh. I think we might have to stand as we get going. And along me and Naomi is going to be Ellie Sheva and Kayla making challah with us. And then we're going to talk to Kayla about her toppings. This is nice. Yeah, so... It's got our now table. They really get, now they're really going to confuse us, though, because there's going to be two Naomi's wearing <laughs> two, two, aprons, two aprons. And we both have brown Ashkenazic coloring, <laughs> brown hair. Yeah, okay. Now, our accents are different, though. How fun was that challenge? Okay, if you all saw the Instagram challenge of all the accent thing. <laughs> that was cute. Okay, so let's start off. We need some hot water. Yoni, can you see that jug there? There's a jug and there's a hot water tap on the left. Can you fill that up? Okay. We need another bowl, correct? Right, we're going to get our, our, our next bowl out. Okay. And Naomi, okay, we're going to get our next bowl. I'm going to go grab another bowl. Um, can you talk about the different ingredients? Yeah, sure. And while I grab the next bowl. We're co-hosting. So, you know, this is a basic challah recipe. So we're using bread flour. If you ever have a recipe that calls... For high gluten flour, basically it's the same thing as bread flour. It has a higher content of gluten, which are the protein strands that help make your challah nice and bready and fluffy, um, as opposed to, say, like pastry flour, which is a low gluten content um, and keeps your pastry nice and crispy. So this is the opposite. It has a little bit extra gluten for a nice bready feel. Very, very easy. King Arthur is a great flour. Um, just giving my own little... Um, approbation on that um, but really any kind of high gluten bread flour will, will work um, I recommend unbleached though um, that's our flour we have sugar uh, for some sweetness we have yeast this is a uh, instant sugar this is oh, sugar, sugar salt. salt sorry I'm getting it on some sweetness yeah, yeah sweetness. this 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 would be way too much uh, anyway but for our purposes we're probably, how much are we going to use? What, like a tablespoon of salt? One and a half tablespoons uh, of I salt? I use one tablespoon of salt. Yeah. So um, instant dry yeast. Some recipes call for fresh yeast, which you would find in the refrigerator sec section. This yeah, is, I like dried yeast from... Dry yeast is great for... Never. So I used, I started out using, and I quick I quickly sort of converted, not because fresh yeast is not good. I love using the, I like the freshness of the taste, but hands down economics... You're gonna get your bang for your buck in terms of what you can get dry. Yeah, yeast. it might last a year, and I bet. Oh, yeah. almost every week. So I buy a big thing at it's Costco. Big thing of big thing of Red Star at Costco, and it will last you the whole Mine year, or <laughs> unless <laughs> unless you are Kyla Kyla. Kyla. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it will it will stretch um, both in terms of your dollar and your shelf life. Um, but always check your expiration date. Because um, yeast is a live, active ingredient. And if your yeast doesn't rise... You get a pancake. You get a pancake. You, I say you get matzah. Yep. <laughs> you get matzah. So you want to have fresh fresh yeast. I keep mine in the fridge um, in a container because I buy those big things from Costco. And too much salt early on, the yeast gets killed. And t yeah, 
and too much hot water gets killed. So how that's why we have a balance of hot and cold. You know, I mean, I've had this question before. How, how do you know, um, people probably don't know, whenever a recipe says, or else you're, if your yeast is dead, repl you know, replace it. How do you know if your okay. yeast is dead? You like, let's proof right. it. That's you why proof. we're proofing. And then what are you look like, you know, as far as what you're looking for and the bubbles and you want to make sure that it's... You want, you, it, you want it to bubble. You, why yeah, don't you, right. you, bubble. Why don't you answer that, Kayla? So first of all, um, what helps the yeast to activate, and obviously Otherwise it doesn't you work. are an expert on this, yeah. is a little bit of sugar. So you mix a little sugar with your yeast and your warm water, and that will help to activate it. And if after three to four minutes sitting in a solution of warm water and sugar, your yeast does not bubble, replace it. Yeah, chuck, chuck it. Chuck it out. I say chuck it. You can troubleshoot a little bit. Okay. Like if you see you know, heat expedites cold retards that that concept to take with you with all your bread making because um and the same thing with proofing your yeast i always say to students we're going to prove that the yeast right. is is viable um so if after five or eight minutes you see nothing like no signs of life before you check it i always say it can't hurt to put it in a warm spot if you have a warm spot that's on, actually on, a great idea on, on but your, if you've already your got oven, warm water Right. If Did you see Deanie? Deanie delivers. She just moved to Miami, uh, Florida, and she yeah. put her dough, dough outside. outside. It was, it was oh, shout out so to you, Deanie. She put Good it outside, you. and she said Florida weather is perfect for my for rising, which was, I thought was right. Uh, actually, on Tisha B'Av, I made um, sourdough and I let it rise outside because it remember it was like a really hot day. And it yep. And, it, and the, the heat, I, I once was on my way to a challah class. I had two batches of challah dough in tow with me, and I didn't have room in the car for it to be in the same place. So I had one batch, here's a science experiment, I had one batch <laughs> in the back seat where it was cooler, and one batch was on the floor of the passenger side under the heating vent. So heat was actually, it was a so winter. you got Heat there. was actually, <laughs> was one batch size. was double the size, one batch was all the way down. Okay, ladies, let's get right. baking. All right, okay, so let's do our proofing. Let's start off with our proofing. So this is my recipe. Okay, I take two cups of hot water from my instant hot. Not boiling. Not boiling. It's actually from my, so it's about, I don't know, this is under 212, this is for sure. So I, two take, I take two cups of hot water and two cups of cold water. So it's actually four cups of water. I just want to say I've also you just used four cups of regular medium temperature tap water. The magic number for the temperature of the water is about 115 degrees. We do not want the water hotter than 115 degrees. I'm holding up my me giant measuring cup uh, to uh, my eye level and I was looking at the meniscus, that line there, and it's at four cups. So I'm putting my four cups of water into my giant bowl and then I put in my sugar. This is the order that I've been doing in for the last 15 years. I don't put in my, I don't know if you guys do a different order. I only do a tablespoon of sugar to proof it and then I add the rest of the sugar. Right, so I do mine all at once. Two cups of sugar. Here ladies, why don't you, as I do this, why don't you make your dough? Well, Kayla has to make my recipe. You can make your own recipe if you want. Do you mind? No, but I'm just gonna talk through mine, yeah, but you can do whatever fine. you want. Let's see how do different hers is. Different, different do you know yeah. by heart, Kayla? I, I think I might remember. Um, I, I, I always say I don't know any recipes by heart except for two. Potato kugel and challah. And now I take two tablespoons of yeast. And I'm proofing, which means proving, that my yeast is alive. Okay, baby, in you go. It's going to bubble and froth a little bit.
takes about five minutes. It might even go faster here because it's quite warm. Do you mix it at this point? Or you just no, I don't it? even mix it. I just keep it like this. Um, is yours very different then? I, I don't, like I said, I don't put like a little bit of sugar first just to give the yeast a snack. And then you add your sugar yeah, in later. I do try to mix it just to dissolve the yeast so there's no big clumps anymore. Right. But, you know, it, it's going to end up getting mixed. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes I'll take take my finger and I'll give it a little bit of a shake. Oh, so if any of the viewers are using, sorry, if any of the viewers are using fresh yeast, just know I always get this question: the way that it proofs from dry yeast versus fresh yeast, it looks a little different. But the main thing is just that you should see something foaming right. or bubbles or something. See a little action you going on. See something it starts, like it looks like frothy. Yeah, it literally looks like like frothy. dry dry yeast typically looks a little more foamy when it's proofing. Fresh yeast a little more bubbly. Okay, now. Um, Chala is all about the ratios of wet to dry. So you can have more, less water, more eggs and oil. More oil, less eggs. It's all about. Now, when I did the Sephardi Chala bake um, last year at the Sephardic Center, I had an amazing, amazing time. Um, I had to, I, they, you know, when they first contacted me to lead the Chala bake, they're like, okay, so what's in your recipe? I said two cups of sugar, three quarters of a cup of oil. They're like... No, 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 no. That's mezonot. It had to be. And, and, and they won't do any sweet fillings. No, no, no. no, no. It was it was 100% like mezonot for them. So I had to learn how to change my ratios for them. So I think I do like five cups of water and two eggs and half a cup of oil. So I had to raise my water to lower my my sugar. eggs and oil and then sugar really is an additive right like so i could use a half a cup it was pretty darn good but not sweet for us <laughs> not so sweet um and you're definitely leaving out those chocolate chips and raisins <laughs> there's yeah. none of that oh, i actually babka. have um some Sephardi customers who order my sweet challahs as dessert because you c they but, yeah just will not. <laughs> <laughs> or you could dessert. make hamotzi and then eat right. it later oh thank you yoni Kayoni is helping us. What? Uh, she, we're doing it together. We're do, this okay, so is, we'll we're share. Four, we'll share. So four okay. cups of water, two yeah. cups of sugar, two tablespoons of yeast. Are we good? Are we up to yeah. that? Yeah. Elisheva's up to that. Are you guys baking along with us? Let us know. Send us a message. Um, okay. So here is a public service announcement for the Nacham Siegel Network. We want to see your colors. So what you're going to do is when you post them on Instagram... Or the Facebook page, just like when you do it on Facebook, just tag us at Nacham Siegel Network so we can see your challah. But if you do it on Instagram on your own page, hashtag it, challah, C-H-A-L-L-A-H-N-S-N. So I can see your, what you did and then we'll also share your challah or around your send picture. them direct message. If they're private, then we... Or, or, you, or yeah, you, right, or that. you can, right, if you are a private account, you can direct message us to the Nacham Siegel Network because we'd love to see what you're making. It doesn't even have to be this week. It will be any week and you can also send me questions as well. I'm happy to answer them. Okay, so we got a little frothing action going over here. Can we zoom in on the camera? Oh, look at Kayla. She got some serious frothing action well, I here. Use a little, I, I use a little bit more yeast in mine than you do. How so much? Um, so I put, I put um, four tablespoons of yeast. Four tablespoons. See, and tablespoons. I have two, right? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. What kind of flour do you use when you do yours? Um, I, use a, I use a high, high gluten, gluten flour. Okay. I love the King Arthur. I love King Arthur I love flour. King Arthur. It's pure, clean, good stuff. It's not mixed with any... 
I don't know what whatever they're else they put in chalas, but in high gluten. But I heard this is nice really, list. really it's a good. great quality flour. Yeah. Right. So uh, Gourmet Glad sells it. Um, you can buy it on Amazon or at your local kosher supermarket or regular supermarket around the globe. Okay. Um, all right. So now let's get started on our second part, which is our eggs and our oil. <laughs> So I have eggs for checking and then we're going to add three quarters of a cup of oil. So why don't we start cracking our eggs and I realize I need to get some more bowls. They're right here. You know, you plan and you plan and then like there's something you figure out that you're missing. Okay, so in here goes, in this bowl... Six eggs and three quarters of a cup of oil, okay? It's, it's six eggs per recipe? Six eggs per recipe and three quarters of a cup of oil. You hear me banging around my kitchen. You know, ah. Okay, that's for you and that's for you. Um, we always check our eggs. Goes, It's a big masora that we have in our religion um, that we always check for our blood spots. Okay. And we use clear, clear cups. I'm just going to grab some plastic forks for everyone to... Mix our eggs and our oil together. Naomi, I'm actually yes. very excited to try your challah because I have never, in all the years I've known you, I have never had your challah. Okay. So I'm so very excited. Parshat Noach, everyone was busy with their rainbow challah. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I sold rainbow challah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I, I made some, I I made some dough. Challah, but this year I could not. <laughs> <laughs> A little side money there. Okay, so everyone's going to scramble their eggs and their oil, mix them together. So I, I usually do this part while it's proofing. I can't wait to do the fillings with Kayla. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of fun. Okay. Soon we're gonna get down and dirty. <laughs> I love this part. Kneading it on the table is great. Okay. You should Here are your six eggs. Uh, six eggs, three quarters of a cup of oil. My small measuring cup went. Missing. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, Does that happen to you guys? Always. Yeah. I just break them. Nothing fits in my cabinet, so they fall out and break. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's aim for three quarters of a cup. I don't know where <laughs> my measuring jug went. Um, but we're going to use the giant one. Unless I can grab... Oh, I can grab my parable one. Um, here. Here, let's just use... We'll use my parable one. This parable one. We'll see how accurate I'm guesstimating. Too much. Actually, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Pour it in. Okay. Okay, keep going, ladies. All I'm right. I'm gonna follow your method with the. I I usually add ingredients in a different order, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do how. how you okay, do. yeah. I'm curious to see. Well, you'll be curious to see. Yeah. I'm curious to see how curious you'll be about my color <laughs> order. Okay. Okay. You don't have to go crazy. <laughs> She's going. She she is beating those eggs. Okay. So so three quarters of a cup. 
Are you doing your recipe? Just making my recipe. Is that allowed? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So how many eggs did you put in there? Only two. Two and three and a cup of oil. Okay. So we spoke about the the wet to dry. Yeah. So that so my yeah. extra eggs is making up for your oil. Exactly. Okay. And you ha- how exactly. much water? Um, it's the same four cups of water. Okay. And the same two cups of sugar. But okay. Interesting. See, her balance is different. Okay. And believe it or not, we're almost halfway done with the challah. This is the fun part. By the way, you can use these different... In- oh, sorry. Into the mic. Sorry, into the mic. Uh, you can also use the, these different ingredients in terms of part of your spiritual things to pray for. Uh, each of the ingredients represents different significant things um, that we that we can pray for. Uh, yeast, for example, um, the Hebrew word for yeast is shmarim, meaning from the word shomer, to protect. I feel like it's Rosh Hashanah where we're talking about it's, all but the... It, but it's a great opportunity to daven, you know, to, to pray and say, you're adding in your yeast, say, please God, you know, grant us protection. Uh, and also protect my challah, make sure it comes out well. <laughs> yes. You know what? Whenever my husband makes hamotzi and he's about to cut the challah, I'm like, hurry up, hurry up. I want to see how good the challah is inside. Like, it's always that pressure. And he's slicing it up until every he takes time. the first part. I'm like, waiting. And it's like every time. Because every time he makes challah, it's different. Yeah. I find, you know, even different port to the room where it rises, it tastes different. When I used to work in sleepaway camp and I used to te- teach challah baking, um, which I now do at a Camp Shoshanim, um, the kids on one side of the room would have completely different dough texture than the other side of the room, depending where the air conditioning oh. units are. And the humidity. And yeah. the humidity yeah. of, of sure. you know, where the ovens were in relationship to where they were kneading the dough. It's unbelievable. Um, okay, so now, now we're going to uh, take our eggs and our oil and we're going to put it in our yeast mixture. Just dump it in. Actually, this happens really fast at home when you're not talking to, you know, a live audience and, you know, on camera. Okay, so everything goes in. See, she's doing hers in a different order. I mix in half my flour first. And then that goes. Say that again. I I just mix in half my flour first because I find that it's easier than just for just for me. I find it's easier to incorporate all of that flour, like not to do it all at once. So I'll do half the flour. Then I add the rest of my wet ingredients, which is the eggs and oil and the salt at that point. And then I add um, add the rest of my flour. It's okay. Different technique. So over here, let's recap over here. Four cups of water, two cups of sugar, one table, two, two tablespoons of yeast. We let it proof for five minutes. In that five minutes, I'm cracking six eggs, three quarters of a cup of oil, mixing it, pouring it into the yeast mixture. That's it. That's what we're up to. All right. I'm just scraping a little bit from the bottom. The sugar Get that the sugar incorporated. I'm going to start mixing that in. This is when I turn on my machine at this point <laughs> at home or I... So I, I actually do it different. If you're doing it by hand, I'll actually do a well of the flour and into I'll make a well in the center and then into the, the center go uh-huh. the wet ingredients. So I put everything in my bowl when I do it. Okay, now we're going to add in half the flour. No, in the bowl. I do it in the bowl. Oh, in the bowl. You make yeah, a yeah. well in the bowl. I make a yep. well on the counts when I make my pasta. Remember we had that pasta and then party? And then you start running after it as the, as the well collapses and it starts dripping out the side. And you, you have start to running. run fast. Yep. One tablespoon of kosher salt. I only ever use kosher salt. I never, ever, ever use table salt. It's a whole conversation for another day. I've spoken about this before. Kosher salt all the way. One tablespoon goes in. If you add the salt in too early, the yeast dies. Salt is a yeast killer. And then you'll have matzah and not. 
color, fluffy, fluffy color. So now it's halfway. I'm mixing. This is not brain science. This is just simple, easy, fun. And, you know, I have a lot of daughters, guys. You all know that. <laughs> Their job is to braid the color when they get home from school. <laughs> but today it will be my uh, treat. And if you have no patience to braid, you could always do a pull-apart challah. Pull-apart yeah, challah. And I'm going to learn to braid from Kayla and to fill my challah. We're going to make filled challahs in a minute. Yoni, what's my time frame? We're going to have 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Okay, excellent. So this is going to be a bit of a supersized show today. And, and I'm doing it with a plastic spoon. Okay, now's the time to get down and dirty. You I'm should just gonna, I'm just going to take my ring off. Okay. One so of the Naomi's should explain why the you should use the the doing hafresh khala with five the five pound bag of flour. Oh yes. Then, why don't you take yeah. that away? You're probably Naomi. better at explaining. You explain that why we you why I'm doing five pounds because I don't necessarily need six khalas for Shabbos. Right. So there's so there, please there, you do that it, while I mix in terms, got flour on oops, you. Sorry. Brushes right off. I always miss the apron. By the way, I should really just cook in a hazmat while suit. You, while you talk. Let's, I'm just going to exp I'm going to just kind of incorporate all the wet and dry and start making the dough. You know you have your opportunity to knead. Um, and by the way, you can do what you want in terms of any tefillos or any prayers you want to say at this time when you're kneading. But but you know when you can stop using your spoon when it's just too hard to mix, and then you can take over to knead by hand like Naomi is doing. Um, okay, in so terms take of, that away. In, ter in terms of the amounts, halachically, meaning according to Jewish law, there's a certain minimum um, that you need in terms of the weight of the flour to be able to do the mitzvah. And there's a range. Um, there's, I would say, I think below four or five cups of flour. You don't even, you don't separate the dough. You don't make a blessing. Above that, there's a range, I would I think from six to nine cups of flour, you would separate, but not with a blessing. And then above nine or 10 cups of flour between, um, I think, 10 and 15 cups or more, you would de definitely tithe the dough, meaning you're going to separate a little piece of the dough. Less than what we call a kazayas, meaning less than a, um, um, a certain volume that is about an egg's worth, um, a little less than that, so we don't waste the dough. Um, you're going to separate that and make the blessing. Naomi's going to... I've already turned my dough upside down. I've already kneaded. What? I'm going to trade both. Do you want me to... Yeah, yeah. Why do don't we trade... Do you want me to flour the table for you? No. Um, You're good? I, yep. See what I'm doing? I'm just kneading my dough. And I'm thinking about Shalom Bayin. And I'm thinking about Nachas from the children. And I'm thinking about all my sick... Like people that I know that are sick. That they have Rafua. And people, Hashem should keep Eretz Israel People who need a Shidduch. People who need a shidduch, always about that. And all the mitzvahs I want, and parnasa, and good health for all my friends, and Mashiach to come. And all those things go through my head when I light my Shabbos candles. And when I make chal, look how quick and easy that was. I did that basically in one. And you can actually, when you're thinking about all these nice ideas for other people, you can say and attribute it to this mitzvah of hafrash al that, you know, please... Be, you know, in the merit of this mitzvah, have in mind, please, that it should be for a full recovery for, you know, so-and-so. Right. We're going to actually do the Hiratzon, the Brachon Hiratzon now, because then we have to start with our feelings. So we're running out of time, uh -oh, people. Uh -oh. How crazy does this show go? It goes so, so fast. fast. 
Uh, no. No, put, we're done with that. My mum's so good. She's like helping us get organized and cleaned up. Naomi, you're like a master kneader. She turns it. She rotates the dough. She gets yep. to different parts of it. And I want it to be just... I don't like flour in the table because it changes the dough. Ah, uh, so my trick for that is that I don't add all my flour. I, I save about, two, I reserve out of oh, the five pounds. Trick. I take about two cups out of it for the specific purpose of uh, adding it back in at the end if I need it. Oh, okay. That's a great idea. Yeah. I've, I've done, I'll pan my table. That. <laughs> that's, that, I'll that's, pan my table. Oh, okay. saran wrap your table. That's another thing you can do. Yeah, but then I feel like it'll come up. Or you could put like a plastic on. Or you just Windex it or tell your kids, yeah. clean that's the table true. up. <laughs> I'm mean that way. I have to help out too. Okay. So here we have our first batch of dough ready. So now I'm going to need that so you can get working on this. Okay. Because you want to bring over the toppings. Yeah. Ellie Shepard, that looks amazing. I'm not quite there. I forgot okay. to leave some flour. Okay, but th there's a little bit more flour. So, so why don't, Kayla, yeah. I'm going to need Kayla. Now, did you all catch, if you're watching us on the Nakam Siegel Net on YouTube video today or any other day, um, I am kneading the dough. Now, what is different about my dough to Kayla's dough besides the amounts because she's used her recipe, she added in, um, dried cranberries that she rehydrated in some water. Naomi Ross actually rehydrates her in some um, rum or something. Bourbon. Any alcohol will do. Any alcohol will do. That should be a song. Any alcohol will do. <laughs> okay. I think it's like any dream will do, right? Okay. Um, so, um, I and then she also added in some chopped... I'm pecans. getting like my hair caught, <laughs> my shade caught in my uh, microphone. Pecans okay. Are pecans. Pecans. What do we say in Australia? Pecans. However, Naomi says it. Yeah, right. that's right. It's my kitchen today. <laughs> okay, so um, here, so I have Kayla's dough with um, the rehydrated cranberries and the pecans. Okay, what's next, Kayla? Kay? Okay, so um, this is we're going to do a roasted garlic stuffed challah. Yum. My house smells amazing. You had me at garlic, Pete. We are going to top that with some fresh rosemary and sea salt before it goes in the oven. Okay, let's so do it. Oh, yummy. Um, I need a, just a knife to cut the dough off. Knife right here. Break it apart. It, it, it tends to dance. Or I have this one. Global knife. Shout out to Global. Yeah. Which one's better? Uh, they're all good. Okay, they're all good. I'm just going to take a portion of this. Oh, wait, we have to take our challah first. Oh, yeah, everyone has to make the bracha. Naomi, why don't you before, leave us? Before you start separating into portions for your dough, that's the, the time that you're going to want to make your bracha and separate a piece. So before while it's still whole, that's the right time to, to separate it. Um, whether before or after you let it rise, I usually let mine rise for two yeah, rises. I usually, I, mine rises for two hours. So now we yep. would put this... In the in the in the bowl, we would cover it. That's right. Say, see you in two hours. And, and, make and, soup, and even chicken, you can oil manicure, whatever. You can oil the dough. Even I, oh, I, I, do. I don't even do that. I, I, just for a little lubrication, I'll put a little smear of oil on it. Let it rise for two hours. Punch it down. I actually give it a second rising. Punch it down, and then uh, just helps make it elastic. Okay, okay, good. Then you're going to okay. before you you're going Let's to make it. the blessing. Okay, are you, are you going to make the blessing? Um, Naomi, why don't you lead you us want, in that? Okay. You go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to make the blessing on the challah. I'm going to separate a piece, and then you make a declaration 
um, that this is the dough you're separating, and there is an optional yihiratzon, um, like a prayer that you can say as an optional nice thing. Very beautiful. If you have the time, I recommend it. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech olam asher kitchenu b'mitzvosav b'tzivenu lahafrish chala min ha'isa. I actually hold mine in my hand when I do it. Haray zechala. Right? This is the dough. This is the dough that we are separating. You're going to take this. You're going to put it in a separate place away from everything else so it doesn't get added back in or thrown out. And you are going to burn it wrapped in uh, tin foil in your oven or on your stovetop. I keep mine in my freezer till Erev Pesach and I throw it in with my chametz in the fire at the Woodmead fire station. It, That's a big chassidish amin hag. It is, it is a big one. So I, every year I know how many times I made challah because I have a dough ball thing and I always have the rainbow one. There's always one like that's blue. That's funny. The main thing is make sure that you know where it is and that you have designated it. Um, and that <laughs> Last week's. Make sure that you um, do something with it, um, that it should get burnt and um, disposed of. Do you, have, you, you want a rolling pin? Do you have one? I have a rolling pin. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Okay, we got, it, we got to move along, ladies. Okay, so we're going to just quickly do this. I'm going to... I'm going to... And take a piece of the challah dough that we, um, you can portion it out into however many you want. I usually portion mine out into six piece, six pieces of dough, to six also, challahs. Okay, I also do that. Okay, um, And then I take my one challah that I'm ready to make and I separate it into three pieces. And then I'm going to take that rolling pin and I'm going to roll it out. So you kind of want to like elongate it a little bit. And I am just going to, I'm just going to roll it out and we're going to stuff it. Oh, stuff so, it with garlic. Stuff it with garlic. Oh. Save some extra for after this for is, smearing on your challah. A favorite of my family's um, and mine. Um, okay, so we sp spread it out, um, roll it out into like a long, wide strand like this. Take a few. No, I think no, we're done with that. Okay, Take a few pieces nice of your roasted garlic, um, and you just put it right inside your dough like that. You can put as much or as little as you like. You don't want to overfill it because if you overfill it, then it, it just takes too long to bake and then the top tends to uh, burn. Can I try garlic plain? Yeah, of course. And then... <laughs> so so you, you roll it in from the side. Yes, yeah, so then I... So then I Exactly. Then I roll it long way so that it makes a strand. This tastes like um, sugar. <laughs> it's so sweet, it's crazy. Okay, so now we have one strand of our dough stuffed with garlic. And I'm going to do that with the other two strands. And then we braid it. Okay. And then what other what other things should I bring over? What should so, I be doing with this? Okay. So this one, because we mix the cranberries and the dry, the dried cranberries and the pecans into the dough, we don't need to stuff that one. That one's just got you know a nice fall flavor to it with the cranberries and the pecans. Yeah. And then right before it goes in the oven, I have a um, a pecan streusel topping that I sprinkle on top, and it gives it a nice crunchy Ooh, sweet I like topping. That. Is that over here? Should I grab? Yeah, you can pieces? grab. There's pecans in and also on top. Yes, pecans in and on top. The craisins I don't put on top because I find that they burn, that, but the craisins inside. Yes, that is that. Oh, so yummy. So I will work with garlic, and you guys can work with pecans and craisins. And um, uh, you can do what he and Naomi oh, can work on. Yeah, there's another, Yeah, you there's guys make me garlic. Oh, Elisha, but you can. I, I was just holding her mic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. Okay, so now. Okay, stuffing. she's going to keep stuffing. I'm going to keep talking. We, we switch places a bit. Is that annoying, ZK? I'm sorry. Okay, but it's a little... Can I ask you a question? It's a little bit um, hard to roll, like yeah, it's, it's splitting. Um, Is that because it... Probably just need it a little longer. Ah, 
You need to need. You need to need. You need to take the time to need. We don't have so much time to need today. No, because you know we're on camera. Take the time when you have the time and need your need your dough until it becomes a really nice smooth. It's cup. also it didn't rise for two hours, Ellie right. Sheva. That's right. We would normally let this right. rise first and then do the brain. So maybe just do one, it's just do one or two, and then you can take the rest home and have fun at home right. with the it. The rest of this we should put into a bowl's proof. Yeah, we will Once do it that. Rises, it gets yeah, we'll do it. Here. It's not a sticky. Yeah, this is good. so fun. Does okay. The, does the rosemary? Get uh, we need a, ca a mic. So uh, wait, wait, guys. Mics. Oh, it's here. <laughs> okay, just pick it up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we all have dough on our hands. So the rosemary, I do, I do put a little bit of rosemary in with my garlic when I roast it. I just wrap the garlic. Um, I, I buy the big bag of cloves from Costco. Yeah, I do that and too. I, and then you Love can keep those. it in your freezer when you're done roasting it. So I roast the whole bag. I put it... Ooh. I put it into onto um, a baking sheet lined with um, aluminum foil. I drizzle a little olive oil. I put a couple sprigs of rosemary inside the the pouch, and then I like I make a little pouch out of the foil, and I just bake it at 375. And I check it every half but an hour. But you can hour. use this as a dip, also. Yeah. Some oh, oil for and sure. Some yeah, you can you can add a little more oil if you want to like really braise it. But uh, you know, I, I this use is as perfect. much or as little as you like. Um, and then it bakes for about uh, 45 minutes or so to an hour, depending on how much garlic is in your pouch. And um, and then and then that's it. And then I, I also add the rosemary on top. But mm. that that kind of infuses a little bit of rosemary flavor into the garlic itself. Okay. So okay. here's so here's my three strands for my pecan. Cranberry, uh, cranberry. Yeah. So now I just braid it like a regular yeah. braid. I always braid with six. Yeah. Isn't that what like the lechem hapanim on the? That's why. And there's two loaves. There's two loaves on your table. So there was twelve lechem hapanim, right? There was twelve right, showbreads in the ten, in the temple. So if you have your six strands and your six strands, and there's two it's loaves, like you have your the lechem hapanim. Exactly. exactly. I, I just want to say I love your explanation of everything today. Like I've been baking challah now since. I mean, this is four years, four, going on four years, and I, I, I've never heard such a beautiful, like, explanation of why we do it and the meaning behind the mitzvah. It's really, like, very enlightening, Thank very you. appropriate for Thank this you. Shabbos that's project. Why we're, that's why we're here. I, I, I love the idea of the Shabbos project, and we're not going to get into it right now, but, but uh, I, around the world, I love that everyone's eating together and spending Shabbat time together for Shabbat. Okay. We're going to keep going with our challah bake. Um, and I love the fact that the Shabbos Project brought along the challah bake. Yeah. That yeah. so many so women. It's so powerful. It's unbelievable. So powerful to have that many women making challah. Making challah and making the bracha in one room. I love it's it. Un, it's like, gives me the chills, actually. Right. It's okay. amazing. Even, even now, coming up to it. Okay. Right now, I have parchment paper. Parchment paper is my best friend in the kitchen. This is actually, shout out to Geffen. I love how they have it oh, with a slide. Look at this. Ta-da! Thank you, Gaffan. I love it. <laughs> okay, so it stops. My pans are very old and beat up, but we like them because it's actually good for they're food not photography. Old, they're seasoned. They're seasoned. They're seasoned. Okay, so now I'm putting my challah on my... Do I brush this with anything? Um, so I let it rise just as is. I cover it with a towel, with a clean kitchen towel. And we're letting it and rise. And let it rise for about 45 minutes. And then, and then I put um, I put a little egg wash. And then? And then I sprinkle the streusel on top and that the egg wash oh, helps okay, it to so stick. Oh, okay, so fine. Got it. But that's I'm going to put this... Well, I'll just put it here. This is like the stickiest thing. Okay, I love it. Amazing. Okay. I'm just going to grab a this little bit. Ooh, just a simple three braid. Yeah, this is a the when I do the stuffed ones, I usually only do three braids because it's 
you know, it's a, it's a, project. It's a yeah, it's a lot to stuff each one. So yeah. I'll do three and that's, and it really is enough of the filling because too much of that, then it's really not challah anymore. Right. It's more like, you know. My dad <laughs> always says those, those Bocaccia, Bocaccia, exactly. Bocaccia, right. Exactly. My dad always says, oh, really sweet ones are. Yeah. Too really, much. yeah. Okay, so I just made a bit of an egg wash. Um, I'm going to pretend it's 45 minutes later. Okay. Do you, so, what is, what what, but what goes on top of yours over no. there? Oh. oh, on this one. So on the roasted garlic, I'll do the same thing. I'll I'll let it rise. I will brush it with egg wash, and then I sprinkle it with. I have some fresh chopped rosemary and sea salt um, that I sprinkle on top. And if you want to add a little more garlic on top, you can. Or if you want to just leave the garlic on the inside, that's okay. good too. So here I did egg wash, yeah. just like this. This is yeah uh, brown sugar and what? Um, toasted pecan. So it's it's um Ooh, baby. yeah. That looks okay. so good. You can add more. So more? Yeah. Oh, more. man. Yeah. Be, you want it to be like... Be generous. To, cr to crisp up nicely on the top. So what goes in your streusel? Um, it is... I'm going to say a bad word that Naomi doesn't like. Okay, you ready? <laughs> wait, wait, wait for go. Margarine. Ah! There is margarine in it because I just find that oil doesn't give it the it same... Doesn't. It doesn't. And if you're making something dairy, you can, you can of course balance. use use yeah, butter. Um, and and um, brown sugar and a little flour. So mix... Uh, Brown sugar, flour, margarine. Okay, let's get this finished. Yeah, you could use coconut yeah, oil. Co That's I, true. I There's so many substitutes that you can use. Okay, let's okay, go. Okay, so this one here, we're going to egg wash it. i got to manage the show, right, Yoni? You egg wash. Okay. I'll get the rosemary and the sea salt to sprinkle Okay, on we've. Top. this is a bit of a supersized show today. Right here at table for two on my table for six. My family, literally my family kitchen table right here today. Um... Nachum Siegel Network is not on the Lower East Side, it's in Woodmere, and we're really mm. excited to be here. And thanks to Moom and Nachum for putting this together for me, and to really Yoni and ZK for coming out here. Big schlep to come to the five towns, but um, we're really grateful. I'm really grateful that you guys were able to make this happen. And to you guys, that looks beautiful. Yeah, so Can we get snaps and pictures of that? Yeah. We'll snap some pictures. Show us your chala that you make. Hashtag it. Chala, C-H-A-L-L-A-H, N-S-N. We want to see your chala. Maybe we should have a prize. Yeah. Let's have a prize. We're going to come up with a prize for the prettiest chala that you send us, a picture of. Yoni, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to think of something good. Nice breeding counts. Nice braid. Oh, you know, but some people are clumsy like me and don't do the I nicest do the braiding. The balls. The balls, yeah, whatever. Just send party. us. Whatever. The... We'll take it all into account. All right, great. All right, let's keep going. Okay. All right, so what are, what are we going to put in next? Because I see we had a lot of toppings. Yeah, so I have a lot of toppings. So we, should we do za'atar? Yeah, let's do za'atar. Okay, zatar. grab a za'atar. I'm going to move this. Oh, my God, you really have a lot of toppings. Yeah, well, we what can are, always I'm going to bring them bring all them over, all, we'll and that them. way should, everyone should, can I, see what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Naomi, can I open this flower? Just to... Does this have garlic inside? Oh. Yes, you, oh, well, I've actually got an open flower. Yeah, I, I don't know. This has garlic. Yeah, this has garlic. Here, I have an open flower. This is... Oh, fun. Look at all these toppings. This is okay, what? So this is a cinnamon streusel. So it's the same streusel as the, the pecan one, except I don't put the pecans in and I add a little bit of cinnamon, about a tablespoon of cinnamon to this one. Um, so it has that nice aroma. And what you can do is um, you can take your dough and you can roll it in cinnamon sugar, which is what I like to do. And I have some cinnamon sugar on the other t counter over there. And then... Well, after you braid it, um, you do the same with the topping. You egg wash it and you sprinkle the, the crumb topping on top. So that's Ooh. like a really fun, another fun, sweet one. Um, and then the za'atar is one of my favorites. Um, we take 
um, we take our dough, just like we do, I was saying, with the cinnamon sugar, rolling it in cinnamon sugar, we roll it in za'atar, and then sprinkle more za'atar on top, and a drizzle of olive oil, and when you bake it, it just like crisps up it's so amazing. beautifully, it like the and it smells exactly. amazing. And and if you love za'atar, like I love za'atar, it is so good. Yeah. The little hummus, it is perfect, it's perfect. So that's a really a favorite. And then this, of course, is your everything seed topping that you can find at you know most uh, every kosher store now has a, a multiple brands that make that make it. You can buy it at Trader Joe's, the everything bagel topping. Um, I happen to make my own mixture, but you can do what you know whatever you like. And this is I like just the a nice that you can buy in the jar. Salty, garlicky, seedy topping that you can throw on top as well. I just want to say because you know there's obviously savory spice, savory toppings or sweet toppings. I hate. I mean, there it's dessert, but I my family loves sweet. I love the savory. Me too. But Hani from Busy in Brooklyn has a bunch of sweet dips that she that she created for her blog because she's the same way and her family likes the sweet and you can't dip crumb challah in like garlic oil. Garlic you dip. would be surprised. I don't like it. Even you know, so she created like a bunch of sweet dips. You can check her out at busyinbrooklyn.com. Like great because you don't want to dip. Well, I don't want to dip my sweet crumb challah in like olive dip and. So I'll peel the topping I, that's off what I do, and, I give it to and my eat the topping, or she, give it to my daughter or whoever, and then use the rest. If you don't stuff it, if it's just a plain challah with a crumb topping, then you can use the balance for your right. savory dips. We call it the challah graveyard okay. in my family because my kids <laughs> like the middle, and I like the crust. Oh. All the crust get thrown into the graveyard in the middle, and I like crust. Oh. So then I'll take the crust and do, use Do you that. ever have like an, a hollowed out challah? that like it looks like a whole challah but it's actually empty inside. empty yeah that would be amazing that would be like my choice of uh challahs uh to eat and dip my all these amazing things um i've actually made a challah and then we're gonna end the show i actually made a challah once i braided it in the round and then i put in the middle i wrapped it around a ramen condition baked oh, it did you see those? i did that so last I year put, Rosh I, put, I put in honey. a dip or honey in uh, in um, in the center of the challah. My husband was like, how am I supposed to cut this? I'm like, you'll figure it out. So I kind of lifted up for the cutting part. But it was a really cool presentation when you yeah. do that dramatic lifting off the challah cover and then there's this really funky challah with a dip in the middle on the ramekin. So, a lot know, of people did that for Rosh Hashanah with right, the honey. Right. We're all about the drama. Yeah. So, <laughs> ladies, why don't you continue rolling? I'm going to wrap up the show. We're going to braid here apart probably about 18 colors. You do the za'atar. You put some down like yeah, this. Yeah, I okay. put some za'atar on the on the table. Or, I, or I, like, I'll like i put it in a, a long foil pan even and just roll it into um, roll it in the za'atar. So you could do it either way. And then um, and then after you braid it and you're ready and it rises, then you sprinkle a little more za'atar on top. Would you egg wash, a little more za'atar, and then the olive oil. I love it. There's like no end. You could There's no end. There is really I no end. I did in the summer pesto. I do. I, I was... try to be seasonal. So in the summer, I do a pesto um, with sun-dried tomato tapenade. I make a Yum. s'mores challah stuffed with marshmallow fluff. And, and it's, it was, it's it a was lot a bit, of fun. Well, it was that very um, like much like a bobka. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. that one, yeah. And uh, so many options. You can do – there's so many pretzel challah I make. There's so oh, many – Savory and good sweet. pretzel challah. Shout out to Yoni's pretzel challah. Remember when Yoni yes, came on the show? That's the best. We had Yoni on the show that's from. So good. Okay, everyone, thank you so much. These ladies are going to continue to roll. These are the colors that we uh, so far have made. I want to thank everybody for watching. I hope everyone has an amazing year. Um, amazing Shabbos this coming week with connecting with Shabbos with their guests, with everyone. 
Um, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Stay tuned. Mark Zomik is coming up with music and then with um, the Erev Shabbos music show. And then we have uh, music then sponsored right up by Zulich Benching, sponsored by our friends at Kerem. Wishing you all good Shabbos, a good week. And we've got a couple of amazing shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned also for our Kosher Fest show. Shabbat Shalom, everyone, from the Nachum Siegel Network. Happy cooking. Happy color baking.